0: shankaram shankaracharyam keshavam vadarayanam sutra bhashya krutau vande bhagavanta puna punae ishvaro gurur atme ri murti vyoma Dakshinamurthayanamaha Omittir Dakshara Mudgita Mupasita
1: Omittir Dakshara
0: Mudgita
1: Mupasita
0: Omittir Dakshara
1: Mudgita
0: some anadhikaram jaimini Jamini He Jutishi Bava chair Bavam Asti so say Jaimini says that Madhuadishu Asambhavat because devatas cannot, are not fit for meditation which is called madhuvidya. Vidya because devutas themselves are objects of meditation. Therefore, sage Jemini believes that devatas are not qualified for any Vidya because all Vidyas are the same and Brahma Vidya is also like madhuvidya. They are not qualified for Madhu they are not qualified for Brahma Vidya also. Further argument was Jyotishi Bhavachya. Further, these devutas such as Aditya and others, they don't have any corporeal body etc., they don't have any form, because this word Aditya, Surya, Chandra, Shukra, Angaraka, these are all different devutas, but all these words are used in the sense of Jyotishi, means sense of light, a sphere of light. So sun is a sphere of light, moon also is a sphere of light. So, sphere of life doesn't have body, doesn't have heart, doesn't have desire, doesn't have sentiency. And therefore, they are in no way qualified for any meditation, let alone this particular kind of meditation <coughs> as argument. <coughs> and we said that, look, in the mantra, Arthavada, Itihasa, Purana everywhere, We find description of devutas having appearances, different limbs, different weapons, etc. What about that? He says they are not Pramana. Lokika that the common experience or the common saying or the common view that people have cannot be considered as Pramana or a valid means of knowledge because people arrive at conclusions from what they experience without understanding what the experience means and therefore. People's conclusions cannot be cited as the valid means are authentic. Similarly also Arthavada. Arthavada is a statement of praise or censure which is meant to support a duty, a vidivakya. So Arthavada does not have pramanyam, the validity in itself, Therefore, If Arthavada's statement says Saharodit the Rudra wept, you don't have to accept that. So Rudrava is not meant in a primary sense. What is meant is that the Dakshina, the gold Dakshina must be given. So that's a Viri. So like that, Arthavadas do not have Pramanya, Swartya Pramanyam. They do not have Pramanya validity in literal sense. They have validity as much as they have Ekavakyada. That they are connected to a vidhi Vakya and convey the same idea that the vidhi conveys through praise or censure, in that sense they are the, the pramanyam. <coughs> mantra also, you don't take literally what the mantra says. <coughs> the only purpose of mantra is that they are employed in rituals. And so, wherever the injunction is, <coughs> use this mantra for this ritual, that is the validity of mantra, not what mantra says. <coughs> so mantra appears to describe a deity having formed hasta, parandar. So, Indra is, is the one who wields, uh, you know, thunderbolt, or carries thunderbolt in his hand. And low look also. In the ever, day-to-day experience also, the artist draw Indra as having a thunderbolt and draw also Sun having uh, seven horses and things of that sort. And so, Indra, Vajra, Hastam. So, and then, what is Danda, Hastam, Yamaha. Danda, Hastaha, Yamaha. Yamaraja has a Danda in his hand. And so, this also, do not, they are all based on uh, what mantra and arthavada says. If mantra and arthavada doesn't have any pravarnyam, then the common experience can be seri pramanam also. <coughs> and ityasa purana, so ityasa like Mahabharata, purana like Bhagavata, they also describe devatas, but again, their basis in arthavada or mantra. So, which do not have any sadhana pravarnyam. Therefore you don't have any Pramanya. Even though you do find descriptions of devatas having different limbs and weapons, those descriptions cannot be cited as Pramanam or authentic because they, for their authenticity, they depend upon something else and something else. An ultimate Pramanam is only Vidivakya. Therefore uh, this other description of devatas cannot be cited as Pramanam. This is what the argument was. Bhavam to badrayana asti On the other hand, Sage Badrayana believes that Bhavam devadena adhikarasya bhavam asti. That according to devatas, rishis and such others like Gandharvas and whatever, they also have adhikara, they also have fitness. I mean means they also have possibility of gaining Brahma Vidya. <coughs> Yadyapi madhwadi vidyasu Devutari Vyamishrasu Asambhava Adhikarasya True, that in a meditation says Vidya, where Aditya himself is the object of meditation, and suddenly Aditya cannot be meditated also, and therefore you may say, it is true, that in this and such other meditations, those respective Devutas are not qualified. Tathapi, Asti Shuddhayam, Brahma vidyayam the very same devatas definitely have the possibility of gaining Brahma Vidya, which is Vidya knowledge of Nirvishesham, nirgunam Brahma, or suddham Brahma. <coughs> samartya, because fitness with reference to knowledge does not depend upon whether a person is devata or whatever, depends upon whether a person is interested in the outcome of that the knowledge, and then also whether the uh, samartha is there, the requisite preparation is there for that knowledge. And if a person is not prohibited for some reason or the other, that is what adhikaritvam means. <coughs> or in this case of brahmavidya, whether the person is vairagya, whether brahmacharya, these things are there, then they, they are qualified. <laughs> yattrasambhava tattarabhi adhikāra apodhyata Just because a person is not fit to do something, doesn't mean it is not fit to do anything. So a person is not fit for one man vidyā knowledge, doesn't mean he is unfit for every other knowledge. Manushyāna Na sarveshāma sarvatra Even human beings also who are said to be qualified for Brahma Vidyā are not qualified for everything. For example, a Brahmana is qualified for the Vruhas Padisava, but not for Rajasuya. So, just because a Brahmana is not qualified for Rajasuya, doesn't mean he is not qualified for any ritual. tatayo <coughs> nyaya So, the naya, the rule that applies to human beings, that all human beings are not qualified for everything. That does not mean they are not qualified for anything. And that rule also applies in terms of knowledge. That everybody is not qualified for every kind of knowledge, that doesn't mean that they are not qualified for any kind of knowledge. Here the argument was that Madhuva Anadhikarat. So Madhuvidya is Vidya and Brahmavidya also is Vidya Atvat. So Brahmavidya also being Vidya, Devatas are not qualified because they are not qualified for Madhuvidya, you know. <coughs> so the rule that applies to Madhuvidya Need not necessarily apply to Brahmavidya. So that's the whole argument. The argument was, so Devadi Nadikarodi Brahmavidya. Brahmavidya does not admit Devatas. Why? Vidyatvat because it is Vidya. Madhvadi Vidyavat. Like Madhuvidya and other such knowledge or meditations, Brahmavidya also being Vidya, Devatas and are not qualified. This is the argument. And that argument is being refuted here. <coughs> So, first refutation is that just because devutas are not qualified for Madhuvidya does not mean they are not qualified for any Vidya because Vidyas are different. <coughs> Alright, that's one thing. Secondly, we also have so Prakrudetu uh, katham. In this particular case, how do you say that devutas or rishis are qualified for Vidya? Brahmavidyam cha prakritya bhavati darshanam shrautam devadi adhikaresa sujakam. Look, looking at the passages obtaining the Upanishads. Brahmavidyam cha prakritya, where Brahmavidya is the subject of discussion. In that passage, such as Brahmava idamagrasi, so there Brahmavidya is the topic of discussion. Bhavati shrautam. So darshanam, linga darshanam, we find that the shuddhi passage indicates that the devutas and others are adhikara. Tadyo devanam saevatat abhavata. So brahma vedanat sarva Because when one knows Brahman, one becomes everything. That's what Upanishad said. Tad atmanam evavet ham brahma smidhi tasmā tat sarvam So one who is Brahman to begin with, knew that I am Brahman, and by virtue of that knowledge, he became everything. Meaning that knowledge of Brahman makes one become everything. That's all that matters. devānā madhya yo yo prati buddhavan ātmānam aham Therefore, among devatas also, whoever devata came to know, the Self was Brahman, Tad Brahma Bhavada, that very nowhere also became Brahman, became everything. <coughs> but still that passage only mentions the Devanam Madhyaya, Rushinam, Manushyanam So Devatad, Rushit and Manushyas are mentioned in the passage that you quoted. How about the others? Te uchuhu hanta tamatmanam anvichyamaha yamatmanam anvishya sarvamsalokanapnodi sarvamsakamani te uchuhu that devatas and asuras say among one another. Kila hanta tamatmanam anvichyamaha hanta so, if you agree, if you agree, then we will inquire into the nature of the self. If you think it's right to do that, yam vicharataha jnatva sarvani phalani apnodi. So, atmanam anvishya. Knowing the self through the process of vichara, sarvamsya lokaan atmaadi, sarvam kama, One attains all the lokas and one attains all the kamas. That's the nature of the self, knowing which this evading one gains. So therefore, if you agree, I think that we should inquire into the nature of the self and know the self. This is how they in fact, uh, you know, uh, thought among each other. <coughs> Iti having said that, Indrahawe Devana Avi Prabhupvraja Virochana Asurana Vityadicha, and then Vidya Grahanaya for gaining the knowledge, Indraha Devana Madhyaya, among the Devatas, Indra their king, Asurana, among the Asuras, Virochana was their king, Prajapadim Ajagmatohu, they Prabhupvraja, so, they, they came to Prajapati. That means that Asuras, so Virochana also is qualified. If he is Arthitva Samarthya Pratishedha. So, nowhere there is a prohibition that Asuras cannot gain Brahmavidya. Or Devutas cannot gain Brahmavidya. Or Rishis cannot gain Brahmavidya. This kind of Pratisheda or prohibition is not there. And everywhere it is said that Samarthya must be there. You must have the samadhi shatka sampati, viveka vairagya must be there, that samarthya must be there. Arthitva, mumukshutvam, desire for moksha must be there. Then you are qualified. So this is how the shrauta linga, meaning the indicatory marks, found from the passages from Shruti, are here quoted by Bhashyakara, one passage from Bhadaranyaka Upanishad. Other passage from Chandogya Upanishad itself. <coughs> what is shown is Anumana Bhadham. What's Anumanam? Vidyatva Adarhetu. So, Uktahetu aprayojakaha. Vidyatva, just because Brahma Vidya is Vidya, therefore they are not qualified, that is not right. That rule does not apply. It is a Hetu Abhasa. It looks like a, a an argument, but it's merely an appearance of argument or appearance of reason and not true reason. <coughs> so, in support of that refutation, this passage we quoted, look, Śruti says, among Devatās, among rishis, among Manusyās, even Asurās also. Then, Śrutalengena Anumāna Bhādam, the Having refuted the Anumanam, the inference of Purapakshi. Smartayanabi Tadbhatad Bhadam Dashadi. No smartalinga. For in Smriti also there are passages which suggest that the beings other than human beings also are qualified. They did gain Brahmavidya. So that people or beings other than human beings also did gain Brahmavidya. So then now Mahashakara is page two sixty-nine. Or going to Ratna Brahma Kimatra Brahma Murtamiti Gandhara Prasne Yagna Valkya Vacha Tamiti Moksudharmeshu Sutam Kimatra Brahma Murtamiti Gandhara Prashne. In Mahabharata, this description comes that a Gandharva Vibhavasu, this Gandharva, asked of so, Gandharvana Vibhavasuhu. In the 16th chapter we saw, in the Ekadashis Kanda, Lord Krishna among Gandharvas, I am Vibhavasu. So, that Vibhavasu. So, there, Kimatra Brahma Amrutamite. Here, what's the nature of Brahman that is immortal? It is Gandharva Prashne. Yajnyamalke huvacha. And, Yajnyamalke reply to that Gandharva. So Iti, that's how Rajnava beginning from Tam, Iti Moksha Dharmesha In Mahabharata, this section of Moksha Dharma, this is where we find this dialogue between Gandharva, Vibhavasu and Yajna Malkya. Deva Adhikar Lingam, that also is a linga, indicator mark that look, Gandharva also gained the knowledge of Brahma. The Gandharvas are also qualified for the knowledge. So Bhashagara says Smartamapi, Gandharva, Yagnavalkya, Sambadadi, So Smarta Babi Lingamasti. The indicator mag upti niswodi ni mahavarata also is there, Gandharva, yagnavalka, sambadae, adi. So the dialogue dialogue between gandharva and yagnavalka. Says ज्ञान Kimatra किमतर ब्रह्म अमृतम किमस्वि द्वेद्यम अनुत्तमम चिन्ते तत्र वेगत्वा गंधरो माम पृच्छर विश्वावसु राजा वेदांत ज्ञान कोविदः इति मोक्ष में जनक यज्ञवल के संवादात परलाद अजयगर संवादाच उक्त अनुमान सिद्धि यर्था जनक के संवाद that Gandharva Mama this Gandharva asked me, who is that Gandharva? Vishwavasu Tato Raja Vedanta Jnana Kovidaha. So this Gandharva, who is the king of all the, so this Vishwavasu, king of all the Gandharvas, asked me, Vedanta Jnana Kovidaha, very well versed in knowledge of Vedanta, asked me, Kimatra Brahma Murtam, so what's the nature of Brahman that is immortal? Kimsrid Vedyam Anutt, which is Vedyam? Which is to be known? Anuttavam, that is supreme or the most exalted. Chinta So that's how one, how one should know Brahman. <coughs> this is how Gandharva Vishwavasu asked me. This is what Yajnalka is saying to King Janaka. <coughs> There is a Prahlad, Ajagara, Sambhad also, which we have to look for, but then the dialogue between Prahlad and Ajagara, you know, Python. So Ajagara also is qualified for the knowledge, apparently, you know. And Prahlad of course being deity also is qualified. Chhukta Anumana asiddhi So your Anumanam, that nobody other than human beings are qualified, is refuted here, is not proven, that Hetu is not proven because... We find Gandhar was also gaining Brahma Vidya. Ajagar also is gaining Brahma Vidya. also are at least getting Upadesha. <coughs> Ittyasana. Then says Jnayanana, Aditya Adi Shabdaram, Jyotir Mandal Vishetvat, Tasya Achayitanasya, Vigraha Adi Rahitasya, Nadikara Sthiri Then the second one was, that Jyotishi Bhavachya, that word such as Aditya is used for, to indicate the sphere of light. So Aditya Adi Shabdana, word such as Aditya, Chandra, etc. Jyotir Mandala Vishayatwad, they are commonly used for indicating a sphere of light. Tasya Acha Itanasya, naturally the light is Acha Itanasya, Vigrahad, sense. light doesn't have a form also. So light doesn't have form, doesn't have heart, doesn't have mind, doesn't have desire, doesn't have sentience. Therefore, no Adhikarashti, so Aditya, Surya Chandra, they don't have Adhikara for Brahma Vidya. Oh, what is meant by Surya Chandra? That doesn't have Adhikara for Brahma Vidya. Tatra, to that, Bhastikara says, (coughs) Yadapyuktam. So one by one, Bhashyakara takes up the argument of the Purapakshi. And in that process, we get clarification about the whole idea is that we get a Tatpari nirinaya, the purport of what the scriptures say. So what Mahabharata says someplace what this one says another place, and so there are scattered statements or passages in different scriptures. So this kind of arguments, you know, they all gather them together and show Ekavakyata how all of them have the same tatparya or the same purport. So that's basically the purpose that they accomplish in this argument. It appears as though, and it's true also, that somebody is refuted here by somebody, which is okay. But the point is, whatever kind of argument the Purupakshi is raising, such arguments can arise in somebody's mind, in our mind also. And therefore, it would need resolving. And thus, these questions are raised and resolved. In that process, we are also given the darshanam or the view or the purport of the different scriptures (coughs) within this reference. So, what do the scriptures have to say with reference to... The and others gaining the knowledge. (coughs) So, yadavyuktam jyotishvavacha. So, what you said is that the words Surya Chandra are used for the sphere of light, and therefore they are not qualified. To that, we have to say this. (coughs) Atrabhru maha jyotiradhvishaya ave. Aditya Deha Devata Vachanaha Shabdaha Chaitana Vantam Aishwarya Deopaydam
1: Tantam Devata Mantra
0: So to your argument that these words are used for Sphere of Light and therefore they are insensitive, not qualified with knowledge, to that we have to say this. (laughs) Jyutya Nadi Adityada Devata Vachanaha Shabdaha Adityada Devata Shabdaha The word Aditya, Surya, Chandra, Devata, Vachanaha are the words which in fact indicate Devatas. They mean those respected devadas or deities. (laughs) Chodiradi Vishayahan even though these words Surya Chandra which indicate those respected devadas do also mean the respective spheres of light. We don't deny that. We don't deny that the word Surya is used to indicate a sphere of light and Chandra and whatever. Even then, the same word Shamda chetanāvantam, aishwarya deupedam, tam tam Those very words also, in fact, refer to, or the very words also mean, a sentient deity. So, chetanāvantam, when word surya means the sphere of light, word surya also means a deity, who is a conscious being or sentient being and possessed of various Aishwarya or the powers. So the word Surya also, while it refers to a sphere of light, it also refers to a devada who is a conscious being and who is possessed of various powers. So the word Aditya also refers to that. It is not that the word Aditya or Surya merely refers to a sphere of light, it also refers to a devada, a conscious entity. <coughs> tam tam devata so chandra also is a devata a conscious being possessed of its own powers and glory and so also is shukra and so also is andharaka and others and agni and prithvi so prithvi apaha agnihi vayuhu all the devatas while these words refer to those respective elements as it will say subsequently they also refer to those respective devatas who are the presiding deities of those principles. <coughs> how, do you arrive, how do you arrive at this? So what makes you believe that these words refer to respective devatas or sentient beings? mantra adishu tatha vyavaharath because in mantra such as vajra hasta purandaraha it says purandara indra wheels of vajra or, or thunderbolts. So there, Arthavada saharo that Rudra wept. So there, Rudra is an individual, deity, a conscious being. And there also Indra is a conscious being and wielding certain weapon, having certain powers. So mantra Arthavada issue, Tathavavavaharad. Tatha means what? Chetana, Chaitana, So mantra and Arthavada are the passages refer to these devatas as sentient beings. That's how the Is <coughs> says uh, Ratnaprabha. yatha balanam golakeshu prayoge So in our day-to-day common parlance also, when we'll you use the word I, chakshu," So what do, bala means uninformed people. So people, children, or people who are uninformed, or unenlightened. So they think that this Golaka, this particular location of physical body are the eyes. Shastra Golaka, Atirikta, Indriyani, Svi Kriyante. But those who know Shastras, they know that this, the faculty of seeing is is a faculty other than this Golaka, other than this physical location. That there is subtle counterpart. So thus, what we call the faculty of seeing of the eyes have two parts. One is a physical, tangible part, other is a subtle, intangible part. So one is part of the gross body, other is the part of subtle body. So faculty of seeing is part of subtle body. And so, even if this Jiva is born in an embodiment where there are no eyes, so there are certain living creatures who don't have eyes. But then the subtle body still has the possibility of seeing. So if that subtle body goes in next birth to some other embodiment, which is eyes, they will be able to see. And therefore, even right now, for example, person gets blind. That doesn't mean that the, the faculty of seeing not there. Next birth, the person can see. Because the subtle eyes, which are the real faculty of seeing, are there. So even though no, the word eyes then refers to both these aspects, The word I refers to the Golaka, the physical counterpart. At the same time, for those who know, for them it also refers to the subtle counterpart. (coughs) Shastra (tos) jnahi Golaka Atirikta Indriyani Svikriyante Tasa, not Yatha, but Tasa. Tasa Jyotera du Surya di Shabda Prayogai pi Vigraha Devata Svikariyayati Similarly also, Surya di Shabda Prayogai word Surya is, even though used for indicating the sphere of light, but then we also accept that there is a subtle counterpart. So this sphere of light has a counterpart, a sentient counterpart. The insentient sphere of light has a sentient counterpart. Therefore the word Surya should be accepted as referring to that sentient deity also. <coughs> so there was said, Jyoti Rādi etc., It says, drishtanthi athirikta indriya Sattve manavat prakriti tannasthi. Drishtanthi is what? <coughs> the word I. Chakshu. That refers to both the gross counterpart which is called Golaka or the location and subtle counterpart which is faculty of seeing. Okay, that we know. So drishtanthi athirikta indriya Sattve. In the drishtanth of the eyes, we know that there is an indriya other than this Golaka, and so the strength is all right. But in case of devatas, where is the where is the, uh, the stand or where is the proof that the word Surya or Aditya refers to the sphere of light that we know. It refers to devata. Where do you find that? So mantra arsavadadishu tasavya vaharad. So mantra and arsavadadishu vajrashtah purandaraha sa arodid. So they are the proof that the devatas have vigraha. <coughs> Yatha Chetane Adityadi Shabdha Tatha Mantra Shabdha So mantras use those words, Arthavada use those words, such as to indicate that these entities are actually sentient beings, having their own powers, <coughs> own personalities. So if this Surya refers to a Devata, a sentient being, then how come the word Surya is also used for or commonly understood as referring to a sphere of light? To that Bhashyakara says, Astihe Aish, Aishwarya Yoga Devata Anam Jyotirade अवस्थातुम यथा
1: और
0: एकस्य जड़ चेतन उभय How can one entity have a जड़ रूपा and चेतन रूपा? It can have also an insension part and ascension. How can one entity be both insension and sentient? See, in case of the word surya, the sphere of light is acetana ascension, and devata is chetana. So, ekasya, how can one word refer to both the insension and sentient So, to that Vahasekar asthi aishwarya yogat. Because the devatas possess aishwarya, they possess that, those, those powers, you know. So, because of the powers that they possess, Devatana Jyotiradi Atma Tantam Vigraham So, because the Devatas have those powers, therefore, a Devata can appear, retain as a sphere of light. At the same time, the very same Devata also can appear as a ascension being possessed of powers and building weapons. Because that kind of powers devutas have. And that is why they, one word can refer to both these aspects. Where do you find? Where do you find that devutas are capable of taking different forms? Vashakara says that devutas are devutas. They are possessed of different powers. So they can assume forms at will. So you are Whatever he will, wants, that kind of form a devata can take, those kind of powers devatas possess. Where do you find that? So where do you find the reference in Veda? Where do you find reference in mantra and arthavada? He said, so you, mantra and arthavada are cited as a proof. In mantra we find that devatas are indicated, shown as taking different forms. And arthavada also. So which mantra and which arthavada, where do you find? That a devata takes a form at will. (coughs) So, Mahashakara says, Tathahi shruyate Subrahmanya arthavade Medha tithere mesha ite Tathahi shruyate. So, that's exactly how we find how a devata takes different forms at will subrahmany Arthavade. In subrahmany Arthavade. Who is Subrahmannya? So, Tathahi Vigraha Vattaya Deva Shuyate. Tathahi. Shuyate means what? Tathai. Vigrahavattaya Vattaya Deva Shuyate. So thus we find in the Shruti, in the mantra, how devutas possess different vigrahas or different forms. subrahmany Arthavade. How, where, from where the passages come, you know? Who is Subrahmannya? Subrahmanyah, udgatar Ganasya, Rutvik So now, as we said the other day, each Gana or each group has four Rutviks. So Huta, Advaryu, Udgatha and then Brahma. Each one has these four categories. So one of the Udgatha, one of the singers of Samaveda is called Subrahmanyah. So Subrahmanyah, udgatar Ganasya, Rutvik Subrahmanya is one of the priests of the chanters of Samaveda. Tatsamandhi arthavada. Hai. Arthavada referring to Subrahmanya, you know. But Indra agachsetya adhi, Indrakam hey Indra So that passage is arthavada, referring to which which must be supporting some within. In that we find me mesha. Hey Indra, Medatithir, Mesha, Mesha means what? A lamb or a ram. So, hey Ram of Medatithi, Mesha means a ram. And so, uh, He Ram of Medatithi, come. Indra is addressed this way, hey Ram of Medatithi, oh animal, so vehicle, an animal or ram, you know. So, that is, uh, what do you call it in Gujarati, let us say, huh? Not Ghetu but... Mertu. 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 Mertu, haa. Ghetu has no power at all, you know. But this uh, male... Uh, uh, Ghetanin je ek jathe. Je shakti shalya ram, you know, which fights. He ne kek uh, shinghada bager panha haache. So... Haa, shinghada walu paelo... Bakro nehi paan, shinghada walu ghetu. So, Ghetanin je ek jathe. So Indira became that Ram. Not a Ram, but a Ram. <laughs> so there was a team called Ram. Los Angeles Rams. So these football teams are named by this kind of different, you know, aggression. So Ram is an aggressive animal. Los Angeles Rams. So football team of Los Angeles called Ram, you know. And so, People give different names to their football teams, just as here also they give cricket teams, etc. now, in this IPL and whatever. Tatra mesha indra sambodhanam shutam. In that passage, called Subramanya Arthavada, we find Indra being addressed as or mesha. Hey mesha, oh ram of This is how Indra is addressed. That means what? Indra was a ram at some point in time. So Vashakara explains that further. Where is that passage? Medatitiam hair kanvayanam Indraha Mesho Bhutva Jahara Meshovutva Jahara Indraha Mesho Bhutva Kanvayanam Medatiam Jahara Indra Indra Meshwa bhutva Indra has become a ram. Jahara, he carried. Medhat, a sage called Medatiti was carried by Indra. He became ram and carried. Who is Medatiti? Karnvayanan. In the lineage of Karnva. So there was a sage called Medatiti. In the lineage of Karnva, he was carried by Indra having become ram. So that means Indra at will can assume the form of ram. So devata can assume Forms at will, this is what we find in this passage is called Arthavada. So Arthavada is quoted here. Indraste <coughs> Nana Vigra Yogi Pi Devatandrasikimiti. Alright. So say that Munim Mesho Bhutva Jahar Dignapanatham Mesheti Indasambodhana Mittyartha. So, Munim Mesho Bhutva, he, he became a, made a ram and carried him. So, to indicate that, this Mesha, hey, hey, ram, come. So, like for example, some children when they are in the, let's say, in uh, an annual function, in playing drama, so somebody becomes Duryodhana, somebody, the children, that's when, hey, Duryodhana, come, you know. So this fellow took the part of Duryodhana, took part of Ravana, took part of Ghatot something like that. Then that becomes his name sometimes, you know. Hey, Ghatot come. What does it mean? That means that fellow has taken that form. So Indra is, hey, Mesha, come. Hey, Ram, come. Means what? Indra took the form of Ram at some point in time. <coughs> Alright. Indra says, Nanavigrayogavi, Devatandrasa, you are saying that devatas are possessed of powers and devatas can take different forms, all right. In the example they recorded, Indra assumed the form of a ram, understand, this all comes from Vedas, you know, in the Puranas etc., all kinds of things are there. But then, all right, is there any reference of other devatas taking other forms? So then Bhasyakana says here, Smaryatecha. Aditya Purusha Bhutva Kuntim Upajagamaha Iti In Mahabharata also we read here Aditya Purusha Bhutva This deity Aditya became a human being Kuntim Upajagamaha and came approach Kunti So Aditya of course cannot remain Aditya but became a human being and then approached Kunti and that's how Karana was born, you know. <coughs> then says also, Dharma Vayu indrasya Purusho Bhutva Tame Upajagmanghu. Also Dharma Raja or Yamaraja, that's how Yudhishthira was born, Vayu Bhimisthen was born, Indra Arjuna was born. These three are sons of Kunti. Other two are sons of Madri, by the way. So, although we call them Pandavas, and we assume that they are all sons of Kunti, but these three are sons of Kunti. Other two are sons of Madri. So, Even though the boon was given to Kunti, I guess it was applicable to Madri also. It is the sage Durvasa which gave boon to Kunti, because so pleased by... Kunti was a girl, unmarried girl. And she served Durvasa. When he was a guest, Durvasa was so pleased that at will you can invoke. She gave the mantras. That by this mantras you can invoke the devatas. And, uh, you know, so that's what she tried. This girl, she's not married. She doesn't know the seriousness of what it means, you know. So she tried. And so she invoked Aditya and he came. There was no choice. That's how a child is born. Then she didn't know what to do. And that's why the child Karana was set floating, you know, in the river. And then he was recovered by that charioteer. <laughs> like that, you know. So these amazing stories, you know. But anyway, uh, but th- that act, you know, that became a contention for the whole life. For Pandavas and Kauravas and everybody. This Karana is a very important figure. If Karna was not there, Duryodhana would not have the courage perhaps, to, you know, to take up Pandavas to confront them, but he he banked upon the strength of Karna. He knew, even though he knew that Bhishma and Dronacharya are very powerful, and still did not trust them. But Karna was very trustworthy because he was his friend, and he had made him that. Way. So when Karna was debarred from competing because he was not a Kshatriya, right away Duryodhana made him the king of Angadesha and he became qualified. So that's how Duryodhana is really supporting him all along and Karana is highly obliged to Duryodhana because he was supported and that's why even when Lord Krishna said that, hey, you are a Pandava, so you are not a Radheya, you are a countaya. He says, well, whatever it is, there will be five Counteyas left, that's all, either I or Arjuna and so if there are five, five will remain, don't worry, I will not kill anybody else but Arjuna. So, This is how it went on and on to the end, that Lord Krishna asked Arjuna to kill Karna when he was without weapons, which appears to be uh, not, uh, you know, uh, transgressing the rules of Dharma (coughs) yuddha. But anyway, all these things had to be done. So there is one act on the part of Kundi. You can see how one act carries, you know, how far it goes, how far it goes, you know. I mean it it an important contribution to the whole Mahabharata. <coughs> anyway, so this Ashwini Kumaras, they came to Madri and that's how Sahadeva and Nakula were born. <coughs> Iti Mahabharata Prasiddham, this is well known in Mahabharata. That means not only Indra, other Devadas also at will could take form of human beings or whatever form they
1: wanted.
0: <coughs> then says Ratna Brahma, Purupakshi had said that word Aditya refers to a sphere of light, and so it is in sentient like Partha. Aditya, Brudadivat, Achetana, Ayava, Aditya, Agni, and others also. So that way it was Purupakshi also said, you know, Etena, Agnya, Vyakhyadaha. Same rule applies to Agni and others. Agni also refers to a flame and then the levutas refer to other kind of lights, you know. <coughs> so this was said, Tanna, that contention, that argument is not right. Sarvatra, jada jadaam shadvye, sattva sattvaditi Everywhere there are two parts. One counterpart is jada in other counterpart is sentient. So, jada jadaam shadvye, sattva yatiya hara. So says, Bruddha Adishwapi Chaitanaha Adishtha Taraha Abhypagamyante Bruddha Bravid Apaha Abhravan Ityadi Darshanad Bruddha So, Bruddha was presented as a Darshan, you know. So Buddha Adivat Avagamat. So Cetanatya, Artitvadinava, Yoga Vagantum Nashakyare, Buddha Adivat, Achaetanatphagamat. Aditya is a sphere of light. Therefore you cannot associate sentiency and desire, etc. with aditya, just as you cannot associate those with, with earth. Because in sentience earth cannot have a form and cannot desire, cannot have sentiency. So just earth is insentient, so also Adita is insentient. So earth also is not insentient. So that the drishtanta which was given the Anumana, the drishtanta is refuted now. you say that earth is insentient? That's not so? So shu in earth and others also Chetanā Adishthātāra Abhivagamyate There also the consentient presiding deities are accepted. Earth is one, com- earth that you see, that's the insentient part, is also the sentient counterpart. So this is our belief, this is what the Vedas say, that the whole universe is sentient. So what you perceive through your sense organs a perception, of course is thula or gross or insentient. Because you cannot perceive sentient things through sense organs. That doesn't mean that sentience is not there. This is the body, earth is the body of a devata called the earth which is a, who is a, sentient entity. And Agni is a body. Agni that you perceive is the body of a devata, who is a sentient being. So body is in sentient, like our body also. But just as in this in sentient body, there is a sentient being, so also in all apparent, appear, in sentient appearing things, there are sentient deities. Says Ratna I mean, When you say that this earth is insentient, what did you mean? When you call earth as insentient, is it from the standpoint of the presiding deity that you say the earth is insentient or the body with reference to which you say earth is insentient? So when you make a statement that it is insentient, with what reference are you making? With reference to the gross body or the presiding deity. So with reference to the presiding deity, you cannot say that it is insentient. <coughs> That's what Bhāshakara said, chītanāha In mṛt and others also, we accept the sentient presiding deities. <coughs> What makes you think that in earth also there is a presiding deity with sanction? So Bhaskara said Abruvan. In the Vedas you find the statement the clay say the earth say the water say etc. So how can earth say something unless earth is a sentient being entering, How can water talk? And then Adi Shabdena Vagadi Gruhitaha In Chandogya, Brahadaranyaka Chandogya, we already saw the Samvadha, the dialogue among sense organs. They all proclaim their own glory or greatness and think that they are each one is most important, etc. So, there also the Brahma Sutra has said that when you say the speech said, it is not this, just the count, the and counterpart of the organ of speech, but the presiding deity of speech. <coughs> that all these different uh, prana, the sense organs, they perform, they chant, they chanted the Sama, you know. They went to organ of speech, you chant Sama for us, went to organ of hearing, you chant Sama for us, recite Sama for us. So ears cannot recite Sama, but ears recited Sama. When can ears recite Sama? It is the presiding deity of the faculty of hearing. <coughs> you say that, Earth is insentient from the standpoint of the body. Then here also it is accepted to us that Aditya was insentient with reference to the body. But sentient with reference to the presiding deity. <coughs> That's what uh, ratnava said. Everywhere these two parts are there. Jadamsha, Ajadamsha. The insentient counterpart and the sentient counterpart is present everywhere. Mrut Abravid Aapha Abruvan Ittyadishu. Adityadu, Ko Jadabhagha, Kas Chetanamsha iti. Alright. In Adityanadas, when you say that, everywhere Jada and Ajada, sentient and insentient, both the parts, counterparts are present. In Adityanadas, which part is Sanchan? Which part is in To that Bhaskara says Jyotiradeshtu Bhutadhatoho Adityadeshu Achetanattvam abhyavagamyate Chetanastu Adishthatar Devatman Mantra Savada Divya Varad Ityuktam Jyotiradhisthu, Buddha Dhatu, Buddha material substance, Buddha Jyotirade with reference to sphere of light, etc when it comes to the material substance, Aditya Adishu, Achaetanatpam Afyogamade. There also we accept insensitive when it comes to the sphere of light. However, as far as the Adhistata is concerned, Chaitanyas to Adhisthataraha Devutta Atmanaha. Where's Devutta Atmanaha? So Devutas were Adhisthata. Who are the presiding deities of those respective principles? So, thus our concept is that the whole universe is governed by different devatas who are appointed to do those tasks. So, Surya is a devata who is the sphere of activity is the light. And Earth is a devata whose sphere of activity support everything. What is the devata whose sphere of activity is to quench thirst? Agni is a devata whose sphere of activity is to warm up everything, etc. So, these spheres of activities are there and different devatas have jurisdiction there. They are all presiding deities. So, with reference to presiding deities, each one is a sentient being or a sentient entity. <coughs> Where do you find it? Mantra, Arthavada, We already said, in the mantra and Arthavada, we find these devatas being described as conscious beings. And therefore, the devatas are there who are conscious beings. At the same time, the bodies are there, which are the insentient things. But then you come back. Those people had said mantra arthavada or pramanam. So you all the time cite mantra and arthavada as your supporting evidence to say that devatas are sentient beings. Okay. But we don't accept mantra and arthavada as pramanam anyway. So, just because mantra arthavada says doesn't mean they are establishing sentience or vigraha of a devata, because they are not pramanam anyway. So now that is being taken up. Whether mantra arthavada has pramanyam or not. If they have, what kind of pramanyam they have? If they don't have pramanyam, what, in what way they are not pramanam? But in what way they are pramanam also? How, this is a beautiful discussion, you know. And how Mimamsakas are made to see their own things. So, because of course, you have a certain way of looking at things, which everybody has. So, Mimamsakas have a way of looking at things, which is... And, you know, they are all supporting, reasoning, everything for that. What the Vedantin does is, makes them look at things in a slightly different way. Then this is also a way of looking at it. So, Mimamsakas look at the whole Vedas in a certain way. And then support that view with all the arguments, which is right. But Vedantin gives a different viewpoint, that's all. That This is also a way of looking at it. And therefore, don't throw away the baby along with bath water. So, don't throw everything away. Baby is different, bath water is different. So, the Jnana Kanda is different, Karma Kanda is different. So, they look upon the whole Veda as Karma Kanda. Since all the Vedas are devoted only to Kriya or Karma, therefore, any, any passage which does not directly refer to Karma is not a Pramana. Because indirect pramana, but not directly pramana. Direct pramana means only those passages or statements which enjoin karma. <coughs> so, this is their perception of what the Vedas do. Vedantin has a different, this is okay. As far as the karmakanda is concerned, we accept it. They also, we don't accept what they say. They say that the Vedas enjoin action on you. So, Vedas cannot, nobody can enjoin, nobody can command anybody to do anything, you know. It is his own mind that commands. If his own mind does not command, Veda and no Veda. Vedas can say, wake up every morning, do Sandhya vandana. nobody does it, you know, because if his mind says, I should do then it's all right. Veda also cannot make you do things. So Vedanta says, Vedas only give you knowledge. Vidhi gives you knowledge that this is desirable for you. Nishada says, this is undesirable for you. That's all Vedas can do. If it's undesirable, still I will do it. Don't eat this pan, masala, it's bad for you. <clears throat> I don't care. Don't eat so many cups of coffee, you know, it's bad for your stomach and this, that. I don't care. So even though doctors say this, even though the cigarette packet says cigarette smoking is harmful, etc. lungs and what causes cancer, it is. I guess so. It doesn't care. So if somebody can make you do something, then Vedas, nobody can make anybody do anything. <clears throat> He a person who makes himself do what he or she wants to do. <clears throat> Most people are very timid and fearful and therefore they follow law. And therefore they look at these statements and get scared. And that's how they are discouraged from doing those things and out of fear. Not that he doesn't want to do it, but he is afraid that doing this is very harmful. Therefore they don't do it. But it's not that he did not do because you told them. He doesn't do because he thinks he should not do. That's all. If you can convince that person, so Vedas by their authority, if you accept the authority of Vedas, then Vedas, you empower Vedas to convince you. If you have Shaddha or Vedas, then you empower Vedas to control you. So we are empowering Vedas to control us. We are willingly accepted their control. And then we follow the instructions. If you don't empower them, nobody can control. Even God cannot control you. Why? Ravana could not be controlled, you know. And no, all these the rakshasas have fought with gods directly. And you know, they could not be controlled, they could not be convinced. So, says Vedas, Vedas don't enjoy anything. They don't command anything. They simply give you knowledge of what is desirable for you and what is undesirable for you. So, all these subtle differences are there. But anyway, <coughs> here, the Mimamsaka, the one view of what is the contribution of mantra and Arthavada. And Vedanta says that over and above that, mantra Arthavada also has something more to consider. That you classify them as a pramana, the Swartya Pramana. They are not Pramana with reference to literal literal meaning. You don't have to take literally what the Arthavada or Mantra says, but you have to accept it only as being connected to some Vidhi. That's all. So that may be so, but still this is also so. That's what Vedanta says. So says the Mantrajadikam padashaktya bhasamana Vigrahadav, swarthena pramanam. Pada shaktia, what is padashakti? Every word has the capability of conveying the meaning. So when it said Vajrahasta Purandaraha. So Vajrahasta is a word. Pada So that by Shakti, by the power, the word conveys that here is an entity that holds thunderbolt in his hand. Vajrahasta. So, vajram haste vajra vajrahasta. So, one who has vajra or thunderbolt in his hand is called vajrahasta. So, pada shakti. So, by the shakti, by the power that a word has, that word conveys. So, there Therefore, that word conveys that purandara indra has a Vigra. He must have hand. Then alone he can have thunderbolt in his hand. So, then hand can be there only when he is a body. That means he is a vigra. So but then Mimamsaka says that this is Mantra, hasta Purandara, it is not a Pramanam in itself, it becomes Pramanam only by supporting some vidhi or some ritual. So Mantra Adhikam, Pada Shaktya, Vhasa Vigraha Na Pramanam. So that va Vigraha, the hasta appears to make it appear. That Indra has a hand and therefore is a body. But Swarti in the Praman. That passage does not have Pramanyam, doesn't have validity with reference to literal meaning. Meaning that for those passages, you should not go by what the literal meaning is, you should only go by what the intention is. The intention of saying is not to really describe Indra, intention is to say something else. <coughs> Support some other passage. <coughs> Anya Paratwat, so this is not Swarthe Pramanam, Pararthe Pramanyam. Meaning that this Vajrahastha Purandara, these passages, they are not Pramanam. Meaning you cannot literally take the Rudra wept, you know. Don't literally take it. I mean, that's what Arsavada means. Rudra did not actually weep but it says Rudra wept. I Meaning you know, he is un- unhappy. Now what it means is Rudra is unhappy. And Rudra Zanapi means what? There are very painful, you know, undesirable consequences. Beware that if you give Guru Dakshina, silver as Dakshina, Rudra wept, meaning he is not happy. That means he will punish you. And therefore, give gold as Dakshina. So you do not have to take that statement, Rudra actually wept. That's all it means, you know. So, Pada Shaktya So by this... But the literal meaning of the word looks like Rudra actually wept. Don't take it literally. This is just said figuratively. That weeping is not to be taken literally. It means that Rudra is unhappy. (coughs) And you are making Rudra unhappy by acting in this way. And if you make him unhappy, you will become unhappy. Therefore, act in that way to make him happy. Then you will be happy. So this is what they say. So, Arodeet means we wept. By Padashakti. Shakti, you feel the Rudra is weeping. is not to be taken literally. Because Anya Paratvat, that weeping is meant to enjoin the gold Dakshina and discourage you from giving silver Dakshina. So Anya that weeping on the part of Rudra is not meant to say the Rudra wept. It is meant to say that you should give Dakshina as gold, gold as Dakshina. <coughs> visham bhungshwadi bhakya eat poison, now I don't know where that occurs, but it may be something like this, you know, for example somebody, I, I imagine that uh, this fellow uh, who is suffering, let's say he just recovered from or is he suffering from typhoid or something like that and he wants to eat bhajiya or whatever, you know, something like that. Then he keeps on insisting, then mother says, eat this poison, it's poison for that fellow, the idea is it is not poison. So, Bhajiya is not poison or Gota is not poison. It's poison for that fellow. So, Visham Bhungshwa, when you say, eat poison, that means it's to be taken, not literally as poison, but it is like poison, undesirable for this person, you know. So, this statement, Visham Bhunkshwar must appear somewhere in this kind of a manner, I believe. We have to locate where the state... These are all, these are all very common things for... Uh, the mimamsa etc. may not be that common for us, but anyway, Visham Mungshvedya Vakya So like a Vakya, the statement which says, eat poison. It's not poison. But it's like poison for that person, I believe, you know. So there, you don't have to take the word poison as poison. So word poison conveys a certain meaning, which does not apply that. Because it is arthavada. Why the Arsavada? To discourage that fellow of eating that, you know. So either you praise something or you censure something. Censure is when you want to discourage or prohibit something. (coughs) So Yadapi Subhashya Gana says, Yadapi huktam mantra thavada yoho anyar tattvad nadevata vigrahadi prakashana samarthyam it is Yadavyuktam And further you had said, one by one arguments the Pura given, they are all taken up here. Yadavayuktam. You, you know what, remember what you said? What is it? That mantra arsavadayoh, anya arsatvahat. That mantra arthavada, they don't have pramanya means swartha. You don't think literally what they say. They say what they say for, for a vidi, for some other passage. <coughs> Devata Vigraha the Prakashana Samarthyamna. Therefore, this mantra and Arthavada do not have this Samarthyam. You see, the word is a Samarthyam to convey meaning. But these words occurring in mantra and Arthavada do not have the samarthya, the capacity to convey that the Devata is Vigraha. Because there were there, those passages are not to be interpreted literally, they are to be interpreted figuratively. Therefore, the Vigraha, the body, etc., the limbs which are described in those passages, that they cannot be taken literally. Easy. <coughs> so this is what you say. To that the Purnadi replies. We will continue tomorrow. Om Purnat Purnasya Vasishyade Om Shanty 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 He Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Bhadrayanam Sutra Bhashyatruta Vande Ishvaro Gururu Ratmeri मूर्ति भेद विभाग ने विउमावत व्याप्त भिहाय Namaha मूर्तये नमः ओम शांतिशां दिशांते हरि